one of the 25 million doses available has been administered. There's a lot of money on the line tonight. CBS's Diane King-Hall. The Mega Millions and Powerball lotteries are offering combined jackpots of more than $1 billion. Tonight's Mega Millions grand prize has climbed to $615 million. Tomorrow's Powerball game is offering $550 million. It's only the second time both jackpots have topped $500 million at the same time. S&P futures up to Dow futures ahead 32. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Newsmax TV is the biggest thing on cable news, with shows including Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and more. Every night, watch Newsmax's number one show, Greg Kelly Reports. Greg Kelly tells you the truth about Trump. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. Check your guide or tell your operator you want Newsmax. 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV. And download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, so get Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. What to Watch with Entertainment Tonight's Kevin Frazier, sponsored by Bank of America. Is another hit 90s sitcom coming back? Kevin recently sat down with singer-actress Brandy. Everybody's getting back together. All these casts are reuniting. Will we see the Moesha cast get back together? I am in talks right now with the right people for that to happen. Brought to you by the Bank of America Cash Rewards Credit Card. Earn 3% cash back on online shopping for all the essentials in your life. Does your computer screen seem blurrier lately? A British Eye Charity surveyed 2,000 people and found half are spending more time watching phone, computer, and TV screens than before the pandemic, and nearly 40% believe it's affected their eyesight. The Fight for Sight Charity is recommending that everyone learn the 20-20-20 rule. Look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds every 20 minutes you look at a screen. It says even simple screen breaks can help prevent eye strain. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Alabama makes a huge statement, trouncing Ohio State 52-24 in last night's college football national championship game. Bama QB, Mac Jones. We set this as a goal to potentially be the greatest team to ever play, and uh, I think we made a valid statement and win uh, the national championship tonight. It's the record seventh championship for Alabama coach Nick Saban. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. And it's worked beautifully for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. And over the years, members have shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So they can help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They are super easy to talk to. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Have you
you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Mary's Dog House has been serving up delicious hot dogs, milkshakes, and more since 1972. Everything is made from scratch using the finest ingredients, and the friendly staff loves getting to know the customers. Come enjoy their 99-cent dessert special every weekend, and don't forget about Weenie Wednesday. Go to Larry'sDogHouse.com for their full menu, follow them on Facebook, or better yet, stop in for some great food. Larry's Dog House, 410 West Union Street, Athens. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? My cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 cars. on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's 57 Chevy. Cars. Cars, cars. cars. 1972, Dandem Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dandem Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dandem Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dandem Electric, 740-593-8813. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Improved much like yesterday. up here and see what the forecast says. It says sunny with a high of 39. So this uh, gloominess at the moment should disappear in a bit. Institution, folks. that was too subtle or not yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> i was i was waiting for a yabba dabba don't do yabba dabba do until friday <laughs> but yabba dabba don't today <laughs> until 
do on Friday. It just popped out. That's I, all I yeah. can say. I just looked at you and like, well, what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, folks, as you know, we started a special report yesterday where we just sort of, um, uh, and I had to start somewhere. So I started with the first president during my lifetime. <clears throat> like, the, who was president at the time of my birth? Which was Harry Truman. And uh, I have an extensive list of different points about each of the presidents and the things that occurred while they served. And uh, the thing is, we forgot yesterday whether we did LBJ or not. Uh, we did do uh, Kennedy. We're quite sure of that. Yes, we did. But um, Johnson... Uh, so if anybody remembers, give us a quick call. Otherwise, uh, we'll start with him and go on through Richard Nixon and so on. But uh, these are interesting points, and they're things we forget or either maybe didn't even know about their uh, terms. And, um, of course, our phone number, 592-6646. Make sure you stick that area code in front of it. We've also got the COVID report to uh, bring to you and all our usual stuff. So we got plenty to talk about. Um, let's see here. Once again, a reminder, uh, today is Tuesday. On Thursday, uh, we're going to have um, uh, Barb Stanley as our guest. It'll be via telephone because, you know, we're, we're doing all our bit to keep this COVID thing cool um, or as minimal as minimized as possible um, and I just thought it was amusing she's a, a new friend I've known her about a year now uh, she's new to Athens she's uh, primarily from the uh, Maryland area particularly Columbia Maryland which is where my wife was from um, some years ago um, <clears throat> But she taught young people how to drive. Here we call it driver's ed. I suppose they call it that there too. And um, and I don't know whether it was for a school district or what, but we're, we're, we'll find out all about this on Thursday. But I just had to think that it might be amusing, some of the uh, stories she would have you know, <laughs> about teaching kids how to drive. Yes. So that's on Thursday. Hey, Barbara Jean Stanley. Yeah, that's that'll be interesting. You know, as we were talking just very briefly, I think it was one day last week, mm -hmm. we haven't visited with uh, any of the county commissioners for a little while, too. So it would maybe be, what do you think, good to get one of them to fill us in on what's happening? Well, there's the been, there's been uh, several things that have changed over the last uh, six months or a year in um yeah just a bit <laughs> for example well i don't know what you're laughing at but what do you mean well when you said things have changed a little over the last six months or so uh with the pandemic yeah oh okay things have changed just a bit that may have something to do with their um participation Everybody's trying to be cautious. 
and not just for themselves, but for each other too. Um, but I, my guess is, um, it's they've just fallen out of the habit, because typically we only have uh, one commissioner that really wants to do it, <laughs> <laughs> and another that sort of wants to do it, and one that doesn't want to do it. So. Um, I think a quick phone call down there um, could get that back in the works. Now, the one I'm disappointed about is that of the president of Ohio University. And um, I don't know if it's because they're going through some struggling situations or what, but they've basically said no. We don't want to do that for a while. And I don't think that's the proper approach. I think there's too much misinformation out there. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, they, they could do and, all they could to set the record straight. You know, we're a strong voice. Yeah, here's your chance to talk about it. Here is your opportunity to make sure that the correct points are made. The reason for this decision or that decision, you can explain. And it's not some news guy or gal uh, trying to make an interpretation for you. Straight from the horse's mouth, as the expression goes. Yeah chance to defend uh, so what I, their I've been disappointed are. with the um, what do you call it the media um, department down there but um, this too will get fixed just a matter of how soon yeah all right well today is national pharmacist day Kiss a Ginger Day. Okay, are they talking about a woman named Ginger? Well, it could be. Or that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> Jeez. Um, well, how about on Gilligan's Island? Remember Ginger? Oh, mercy. She was awesome. And she just died, right? Just yeah. a few days ago. Yeah. But mercy, she was a, a fun, attractive-looking gal. That was interesting how sometimes people ask you, you know, questions. Which do you prefer, paper or plastic, pen or pencil, ginger or Marianne? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. And, and either one would have been fine, but uh, <laughs> ginger especially. Uh, we do have a caller trying to ring in. Uh, good morning. Good morning. I have a question. I heard yesterday that there were eight cases of COVID at the Wendley Inn. Um, and I'm wondering why those people aren't inoculated already. Well, I don't know. That's the trouble. There's no answers. I mean, you just alluded to that experience with the mm -hmm. university. Mm -hmm. I, I tell you what, um, I know that um, I called down to the uh, health department yesterday and um, 
I have been told by someone, now you can call the health department and you'll, they'll schedule you for a deal, um, vaccine that is. Um, you'll get a call back by an outfit called something or other. Um, and then, of course, they assess you based on your age and your underlying health conditions and so on as to how, uh, where you should fit in the timetable of dissemination, right? Well, yeah. uh, so I tried calling the health department, and it rang and it rang. Then finally, an automated message picked up, and it was Dick Gaskell's voice, who I love, right? Great friend. Mm -hmm. And he told all the different things, and um, so I hit the button, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang, and I never did get anybody to pick up. And I don't know if it was the time of day or the fact that they may have been simply inundated with people trying to schedule a vaccine. So I'll try every, every Everybody I talk to has the same experience. Okay. Nobody answers the phone. Okay. Well, they're all great friends of mine, Ruth Dudding and all of those folks down there. And I'll mm -hmm. try to, uh, maybe when I'm running the, to the post office today, I'll swing by down there and see if I can, um, you know, see if we, there's some other way we can get this moving a little better. Well, if, uh, if they need somebody to give shots, I can uh, make a couple calls and have a half a dozen retired nurses on the spot. In an hour. I'm sure they have um, all of that in mind. Um, there is about to be a, a major launch at the College of Medicine. And I think it's their brand new building there across from, um, oh, right there on West Union. Right, right. That's supposed to start Friday. Okay. So. Um, and, and also. How do you know how to get registered? There's been nothing on the news about it. It's the same process I just described, except we got to get someone to answer the phone. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for your time. Yeah, sure. Anytime. All right. Bye-bye. Um, let's see here. I'm also hearing, too, that, um, you know, folks are asking, how do we know when it's, when it's my turn to get the vaccination you're gonna get uh, okay so first of all you make this contact with the county health department then they set you up with a system that's larger and i have a name for it it's written down back on my desk i just don't have it memorized it's like i i, I can't even guess what it's called uh amera group or something like that uh, don't don't bother going back there, Scott. You wouldn't find it. Um, anyway, and then they will call you and say, okay, we've got you in for today. That's my understanding. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just seeing that it just says soon the Athens City County Health Department will begin vaccination for Phase 1B, which includes K-12 through adult staff, people 65 years of age and older, and people with congenital disabilities. This process could begin as early as next week. Con congenial? Well, this uh, that's... Or it, congenital. This says congenital, which oh, I'm, that's funny. 
Yeah. I, 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 I was trying to make a joke just to levitate a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, know that word gets confused. Those two get confused with each other. Yeah. Seems like, but this says congenital disability. So, um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the right. <laughs> no, right no, word. it is right. Is it? It right? is absolutely. Okay. I was trying to make a joke out of it. But I gotcha. I was just reading on. I guess, but it didn't I work. Well, anyway. I didn't catch catch it with you while I, while I was reading on here. What's with our phone here? Reading ahead, I don't know. That's a interesting little piece of artwork there, isn't it? But uh, let's see, and it goes on to say. Uh, those interested in receiving a vaccine who are at least 65 or person with that congenital disability, not congenial, um, <laughs> are encouraged by Athens County Health Department to call them. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as our caller mentioned, nobody answers. It says if you wish to be added to a vaccination interest list. Yes. So leave them a message. Such as I attempted yesterday. Yeah. And it says when it time let's see apparently you know my wife is returning uh, monday night folks and uh, you know we want to get um tested and we want to get the the vaccine yeah so the anyway the press release goes on to say when it is time for you to receive your vaccine you will receive a phone call with a recorded message that will provide information about how to schedule an appointment Okay. So there's the the rundown. So, you and Pat are gonna get the vaccine. Well, yeah. Yes, when she gets back. Well, whenever they schedule us. Yeah. You know, but I'm trying to get that process underway. Now, would she be able to get it out there in California? I, I would think so. I, I would think, but I don't know. Or do you have to be a resident of a certain county? I, yeah, I don't know exactly. Just, but um, call the health department and leave a message with your name and phone number. Yeah, that's that's basically what that press release that says to me anyway. All right, let's see here. All of that because it's National Kiss a Ginger Day. Just getting ready to say, go kiss a ginger if you have their <coughs> permission. National Marzipan Day. Okay. I've heard of it many times. I'm sure I've eaten it, but describe it to me. National Marzipan Day. Uh, Let's see. That is today. And it is. um, So you don't have it memorized either. Well, I'm digging into it. Uh, It is a sweet confection, apparently. So... I could have guessed that. It is made primarily of sugar or honey and ground almonds, sometimes augmented with almond oil or extract. Okay, sounds all right. uh, Often made into sweets such as marzipan-filled chocolate and small imitations of fruits and vegetables. National Curried Chicken Day, that sounds good. National Chop Shop for Travel Day, that sounds good too. Yeah. Back to our phones. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Uh, you had mentioned that when your wife returns, she needs to schedule that COVID-19 test. Mm-hmm. So that can be done through your physician. They have to always have an order for it. Mm-hmm. Then you go to that site, which you probably know because you said you've had two of them yourself. Yes, as, as 
As has she. There we go. I got it out. But since she's been away and yeah. who knows what, yeah. might have been uh, contacted with her. You know, she might yeah. need to renew that. But the vaccine, I'm not sure about that. I appreciate you folks with all the efforts you're putting into letting us know when exactly. Um, We're trying. It, it will be that, that group uh, to do that. And you know congenital is something where you're born with it, say an open heart mm. or a, or a opening in the back of the spine or something of that nature, mm-hmm. or some other disorder that you're born with. Um, I had a nephew who was born with a defect. Uh, you know, you've got that um, underlying um, health issue. Yeah. Conditions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're born with a certain con- medical condition. Okay. You might. Or, or you contracted one along the way. Um, an I underlying. Didn't say that, that's not what congenital is. Congenitals, you're born with it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. National Shop for Travel Day. We did that. Yeah. It's also put all that over there. National Pharmacist Day. Well, that was the top one. Yeah. Very Worth repeating, especially in this very day and age. appropriate, given what we were just talking mm, about. Indeed. Okay, on this day in history, which is January 12th. Have I mentioned that yet? I don't <laughs> think so. Today is January 12th. Let's see here. I have so many odd things every time, so I sort of pick and choose. <clears throat> Um, in 1528, Gustav I of Sweden crowned King of Sweden, then rules for 37 years and becomes known as the Father of the Nation. Sweden. 1554, Ibang crowned King of Burma, goes on to assemble the largest empire in the history of Southeast Asia. 1872, Johannes IV is crowned Emperor of Ethiopia in Axum, the first imperial coronation in Axum in over 200 years. 1948, Mahatma Gandhi begins his final fast. Well, you get the point. Okay, some famous birthdays. Hermann Goering, German Nazi yep. officer. Yep. Um, born in 1893 on this date, died in 1946. He was uh, one of the most powerful figures in the Nazi party, and uh, he was also a World War One. Fighter pilot ace, if I remember right, and I think he was uh, one of the founders of the German Luftwaffe. Yeah. Joe Frazier. Smoking Joe. Born on this date in 1944, died in 2011. Heavyweight boxing champion. Two who are alive yet, Jeff Bezos. It's his 57th birthday. CEO of Amazon. And Zayn, Z-A-Y-N, Malik, his 28th birthday. He was a singer and a songwriter, I believe. 
We have two deaths to mention. Agatha Christie, of course, famous writer. Right? Yes. Yeah. 1890, died on this date in 1976. And Bill Hewlett, H-E-W-L-E-T-T, born in 1913, but died on this date in 2001. Does uh, Hewlett-Packard ring a bell? Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay, cool. He was an American engineer, and he co-founded the Hewlett-Packard Company. Good to know. HP. Good stuff. Let's talk about the uh, coronavirus uh, situation here. Uh, the the daily stats, if you will. Remembering that they're always um, as of 2 p.m. the day before. Here in Athens, um, we now have had. 3,434 cases. That's an cr- increase of 35, 35 from the day before. At this point, 542 of those 3,434 are considered active. 137 of those active cases are in the hospital. 366 recovering at their homes. Of the 3,434 cases that we've had since this all began March 12th of last year, 2,883 have recovered. Um, it is my belief... Uh, this this information, I, I think they can do a little better about getting out. I look at about three different places. but And I've also made a couple calls asking people to try to consider uh, putting out the number of vaccinations that have occurred so far. But they're not, they haven't done it very well yet. But it is my opinion that as of yesterday, in Athens County, there has been 1,163 vaccinated. Okay? Yes. Now, I've made someone wait a while. I don't know if they were calling about this or something else. So let's interrupt us and bring on the caller. Good morning. Hey, Dave Palmer. Yes. Hey, it's John Dials. You know, there's a Google document that's out by the health department that you can simply enroll and then they'll take a look at it based on your age, and I think it's then put on a priority list. So I don't think there's a need to place all the phone calls to the health department. There's a Google Doc that you can find online. Okay, now, a Google Doc, the, yeah. a document. The Athens County Health Department um, website, and I'm sure it'll link you to a Google document that will allow you to register. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, John, thank you. I'll check it out. Well, Linda, Linda Clark was the one that linked it to me this morning to Facebook. So I think it will be circulating pretty quickly. Okay. I, I will check it out after the show. Okay. Okay. Thanks, thanks for the tip. Yeah, thanks, okay. John. Thanks. Bye-bye. I'm, I'm going to look and see what I can find okay. on the Facebook page. Now... <clears throat> 
So one one figure I'd like to to um, always point out daily is how does Athens compare to the rest of the state? If Athens were in a similar, you know, I don't think it's fair to compare us to the nation or the world or anything, but certainly our state. If we were like the state of Ohio, instead of having 3,434 cases, we should now have 4,753 cases. 1,319 more cases. So, folks, whatever you're doing, keep it up. And we'll get this thing fixed. But at this point, you're doing far better than the rest of the state. Okay. Now, Ohio. Um, boom, 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 boom. Let me scan down here. Okay, here we go. As of yesterday, we've now had 784, well, I'm going to round it off, 785,000 cases. There are presently 145,877 active. That's about 18% of the cases are currently active, that, which also means the difference has recovered, okay? Of the 145,877, 6,188 are in ICU situations. 35,189 are in regular hospital situations, and 92,195 are recovering at home. Once again, in, you could have done the math yourself, but 639,000 have recovered. Now, the, the somber note, of course, is that um, there's been 900, I'm sorry, 9,702 deaths, the average age 43, and just a few more females than male. Uh, vaccinations, as of Saturday, and I've had no updated information since. There have been 275,600 and some vaccinated. Uh, which is the same as saying 2.3% of our state's population. This vaccine thing's got to come about much better than it is. I don't think there's really any need to do the U.S. or world statistics today. We do them every few days. Yeah. Uh, so I'll set that over there. Okay. Uh, incidentally, I did go on to the Facebook page of the Athens City County Health Department, and there is a link on there. Uh, it is on the front page. Here is the address if you want to go on there and do this. It is. I'll give it to you again after I read the information. Facebook.com forward slash Athens City County HD 
forward slash. That is all one word. So it's facebook.com forward slash Athens City County HD and then another forward slash. So it goes on to say, if you're interested in receiving the vaccine or at least 65 or older or a person with a congenital disability, like we mentioned, uh, there's a form there. All you got to do is click on where the letters are highlighted in blue and they will add you to the vaccination interest list. Now it goes on to say, due to the volume of calls they're getting and what the phone system can handle, mm. filling out this online form will be the fastest way to get added to this list. But please just be aware, yesterday I tried that link and couldn't get in. Okay. So, clearly, there's a lot of interest in this. So keep, keep, keep trying. Keep trying. Yeah. Persistence. All right. I can't remember. Did anyone tell us how far we got on that presidential uh, election? I got a text to say that we stopped. You finished at JFK. Okay. So LBJ is up next. All right. I'm glad someone helped us out. Yeah. Uh, folks, I do have this available to um, easily send to anybody that requests it. Just email a, a note to me. And I'm palmerd at wxtq.com or palmerd at ohio.edu. Okay, here we go. So the last person we did was President Kennedy. And before you start that, I just now got into the link there to fill out the information oh, on good. the Facebook page. So it's uh, working this morning? Yes. Excellent. That is for the COVID-19 vaccine mm -hmm. on the Athens City County Health Department web page, Facebook page. Excuse me. When you're finished, tell us uh, if there's a choice of which vaccine you would like. Do they offer that? I do not see that. All they ask for is information, uh, name, address, mm -hmm. date of birth, phone mm -hmm. number, phone type. I was just curious. And email address, zip code. Okay, so I've done this study of the, the, the various presidents, and it's, I, I, it's been very complicated. It's one of these things, you know, I get... I get a project in mind, and then I do it at night while I'm watching TV or stuff. Uh, so here we go. So <clears throat> the next president we would have, and we're coming forward to current day. We ended with uh, JFK yesterday, so LBJ now. Lyndon Johnson. Well, following the assassination of John F. Kennedy, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, became the first president to be inaugurated on an airplane and the first president to be sworn in by a woman. The inauguration is shown in, um, let's see here. Uh, there's many photos of that. Let's go on. He was the first president to have served as Senate Majority Whip 
having served in that office from 1951 to 1953. By the way, LBJ uh, was sworn in in 1963, and he remained as president until 1969. Let's keep going. Um... By the way, the woman who swore him in, Sarah T. Hughes. I don't recall what her position was back then. Anyway, the, he was the first president to visit Australia, New Zealand, Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, Suriname, Suriname is it? Suriname? Honduras. Nicaragua, El Salvador, and Guatemala while in office. Wait a lengthy list. Yes, incidentally, Sarah Hughes was a uh, federal judge. Okay. In the Northern District of Texas at the time. LBJ was the first president to ride to and from his inauguration in a bulletproof limousine. And, of course, we're talking about that second inauguration. The first one was aboard the plane. Yeah, aboard Air Force One. He was the first president to appoint an African-American, and that is Thurgood Marshall, to the Supreme Court. The first president to appoint an African-American, Robert C. Weaver, to a cabinet post. And Weaver was appointed to the first United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development in 1966. Going on, he was the first president to have been party leader in the United States Senate, having been minority leader from 1953 to 55 and majority leader from 55 to 61. And the last point about LBJ is he was the first president to receive the Silver Star. Richard Nixon. Um, first of all, he was the first president to have been born in California. First president, along with past president John F. Kennedy, to have participated in the first presidential debates. And we might add he participated in four televised debates in 1960. He was the first president to visit the People's Republic of China, as well as Indonesia, Romania, Yugoslavia, Israel, Poland, Iceland, Jordan, and Syria, all while in office. He's the first president to resign from the presidency. 
the resignation of Nixon, which occurred in 1974, was the result of the Watergate scandal. There were efforts by the United States House of Representatives to impeach the president for obstruction of justice, abuse of power, and contempt of Congress. Nixon had also lost the support of his own party. He was the first president to be pardoned by another president, and we're talking about his successor, Gerald Ford. The pardon of Richard Nixon in 1974 gave Nixon a full and unconditional pardon for any crimes he might have committed against the United States while he was a president. couple more points. He was the first president to be to name a vice president during a presidential term. The 25th Amendment had been passed in 1967, allowing the president to nominate a vice president should the office become vacant during a presidential term. Upon the resignation of Spiro Agnew in 1973, Nixon selected Gerald Ford as his successor. Ford was then confirmed by both the Senate and the House and then sworn in. A couple more points about Richard Nixon. He was the first president to meet an emperor of Japan, having met Hirohito in 1971. First president to visit all 50 states. and the first non-incumbent vice president to be elected president. I had uh, a couple of occasions to work with him. My mom was, um, as it happened, my mom was a huge fan of his. And she was terribly hurt when, you know, he got in trouble for different things and just couldn't believe it. Really destroyed much of her faith in that sort of thing. Gerald Ford is next. He took office in 1973 and continued into, through 1977. I have a picture back in my office of me and he standing together. Folks, uh, you may be aware he played football. Michigan, right? Yes. He was a center. Well, I don't care what he was. He was tall. It's a big guy. I'm short. <clears throat> it looks like I'm looking up at the sun. <laughs> I'm holding a 
a cocktail or a cup of coffee, I don't remember what. And he and I are conversing, and it looks to me like I'm trying to, Scott can see me here, but I'm looking up to the ceiling, trying to carry on a conversation with him at my five and a half, five, 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 you know what I mean. Okay, well, anyway, let's go on. Gerald Ford, I worked with him some. Following the resignation of Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford became sworn in by Warren Burger and was the first man to ascend to the presidency without being elected to either the offices of president or vice president. Uh, Gerald Ford was born in Nebraska. Uh, he was the first president to ascend to the presidency by the resignation of his predecessor. He was the first president to have been an Eagle Scout. He was the first president to receive the Distinguished Eagle Scout Award, even. First president to um, visit Japan and Finland while in office. He became the first president to pardon a previous president that was, of course, Richard Nixon. The pardon of Richard Nixon in 1974 gave Nixon a full and unconditional pardon for any crimes he might have committed against the nation while president. Gerald Ford was the first president to release a full report of his medical checkup to the public. And first president to serve as House Minority Leader, having served in that office from 1965 to 1973. And his final note, first president to serve as Republican Conference Chairman of the United States House of Representatives. Okay, Jimmy Carter is next. He served in 1977 through 1981. A one-termer, right? Yes. He was the first person from Georgia to be elected president. Uh, he was the first president who was born in a hospital. That's interesting. And uh, that was Wise Sanitarium of Plains, Georgia, in the year would have been 1924. Huh. He was first president to graduate from the United States Naval Academy, and he was the part of the class of 1947. He was first president to, to have served as the governor of Georgia, and he did so from January 12th of 71 to January 14th of 75. First president to use a nickname in an official capacity. So where his name was, James Earl Carter Jr., he chose to simply use the word Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. 
a nickname. I wonder, did it appear on ballots that way? Yes, it did. Okay. I, I remember seeing those. I don't, I just don't remember. I would have been doing my thing by that time, but I just didn't, don't remember. I think that may have been the first election I was eligible to vote in. Going on, um, and by the way, he signed all his documents as Jimmy Carter. First president to visit Nigeria and Guadalupe while in office. First president to appoint a woman to be Secretary of Commerce, Juanita Kreps, who served in that role between um, 77 and 79. First president who completed at least one full term in office and never made a nomination to the United States Supreme Court. First president to have hosted an official papal visit at the White House, which occurred in 1979. Pope, Pope John Paul II became the first pontiff to visit a sitting president at the White House. And the final point, the first president to live to the age of 95. And as of October of last year, he is 96 years of age now. He's still alive, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I think that's as far as we'll go today. We have, of course, Ronald Reagan, George H. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush. We've, we've got some do- other guys to do yet. Now I'm going to take a pencil and draw a line right here. So when we do this next, which may be on Friday, uh, Ronald Reagan is where we're going to start. Got it. So, now, if you are thinking about Coach Art Turf, time is of the essence. I don't think we can squeeze him in. I don't think. Well, let's try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Really, we have three minutes, isn't it, of a little longer than that? Yeah. Well, let's try real quick, okay? Whoops, that's the end. Let's do the start. I am EPG. And it's tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Coach Turf, with the number of cases of sunburn you had over at Seashore State last week, I guess your injury report this week is quite lengthy. Well, not only that, we set, I believe, what's a school record for most folks on the injury list uh, for one ball game. You know, uh, that's all Skid Crawford's fault for not packing them uniforms, so we had to play all of our boys over to Seashore State out on the beach without any uniform shirts on. Of course, they all got sunburn real bad, and that was the reason we lost the ball game, but Good old Scrape Simpson, our trainer, you know, he's one of them boys that's in the in the background. You don't often hear about uh, whenever he does a good job, but he done a good job this time because what he done is he remembered way back in the history of NAP Tech football, you, you, you probably heard of STP. Yes, I've heard of that. Well, you know, we played SPP. 
back in the late 1950s, SPT, that South Pole Tech, you know, and uh, that was a ball game where the, the ball field froze over, it was covered with ice, you know, and, and it was made foot and real treacherous, just like it was on the beach last weekend, and, and the old scrape remembered ice, so he gave everybody that had that sunburn a real good ice treatment, now they're going to be ready for you practice this stop. week, and ready for the ball game coming up this weekend. Well, it sounds like you've got a very competent trainer on your staff, Coach. Well, not only that, he's pretty darn good. And we'll be back with Coach Turf and more right after this. All right. That segment brought to you by UPS. Well, Coach Turf, being the positive person you are, I know you always look uh, on the bright side of things, but uh, what could you possibly find as a bright spot in a 66 to nothing loss? Only bright spot in that ball game was the sun. You know, that uh, rascal shone down on all of our ball players there on the beach, caused all that sunburn, and that's the thing that's going to stick out in everybody's mind. But I do want to point out to good old, our good old fans that uh, Shank Wedgman, the boy that won the game ball for all his punting last week, he won it again this week because I think he set another school record most punts in two consecutive straight games in a row, and I don't know what the numbers is. Numbers, no walk. He could tell you if he was here, but he ain't here, so we can't tell you. But it is a school record. He told me that on the Packard on the way back, and he did a real fine job punting that ball out of there, and he's uh, probably the only one that uh, didn't get sunburn on his back. He just got sunburn on top of his head. Well, Coach, I had the privilege of driving your uh, vehicle, that Packard, uh, last week, and I was just wondering how the uh, automobile made the trip back. Well, it was a fine trip. You know, uh, uh, the Packard didn't get sunburned. It was nice and cool there all the way back, except for the fellas that was uh, sitting back in the back seat. Uh, they was the ones doing the pushing. I'm certain those guys pushing the Packard worked up a good appetite, and that uh, reminds me we're going to be doing our Friday program from yeah. your training table, I understand. I just uh, wonder what's going to be on the menu. We're out of time, folks. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we always leave that. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Less than a week after pro-Trump forces invaded the U.S. Capitol, the FBI is warning possible armed protests planned for all 50 states and Washington, D.C. Correspondent Jeff Pegues. President Trump approved D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's request for an emergency declaration. She's urging people to stay home. If I'm scared of anything, it's for our democracy. Despite rioters surrounding the inauguration platform during the attack last week, the president-elect says he's still planning to take the oath of office on the west front of the Capitol. CBS News has learned one group wants to storm government buildings on the 20th. It's urging similar action if President Trump is removed before then. Vice President Pence is not expected to go along with a call from Democrats to invoke the 25th Amendment. If he doesn't, Congress is expected to vote tomorrow on Ted Lieu's resolution. We have more than a majority to pass the article of impeachment. As COVID deaths shoot up, vaccines are are expiring before some of the people who need them most can be protected. Dr. Michael Osterholm from the president-elect's advisory team tells CBS this morning. It's very hard to be able to coordinate getting vaccine into these uh, health care workers at the same time 